0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 219, Episode 5 of Dirt I yeah! production of iHeartRadio. Now, this, well, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Uh, it's Friday, January 14th, 2022, which of course means that it is National Hot Pastrami Day. Get that cold pastrami out of here. Ugh. Only the hottest Hot pastramis. And uh, Ratification Day.
1: Yeah. Right. The Treaty of Paris. Ending okay. the Revolutionary War. You know? The beginning of this fucked up experiment that we're in.
0: Man, I didn't even know that was a thing before it's you like, just
1: said that. It's such a like small part of like US history because everyone just like seventeen seventy six, man, that's the only date in the revolution. But I get it. This is when they said no more no more shooting at each other. Right. You guys went.
0: Okay. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack skipped Dr. J's last game to watch Jaws 2 on TV, O'Brien. Uh, that's courtesy of Paul Garaventa. Thanks for bringing that back, Paul. I actually oh. did <laughs> I did uh, do a little research because I think I would said that it was the last time my grandfather played Dr. J. It was actually Dr. J's last home game in Philadelphia. It was, I just read, Dr. J gets 30000 in final Philly home game. The last quote of this article. This was a very different night, 76ers coach Matt Guka says. A salute, a send-off, and then Doc reaching his milestone. You'll probably never see another night like this in NBA history. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is what I skipped to watch a TV edit of Jaws 2, a movie that I could rent on VHS anytime, but... You know, I mean, I, I was who I was.
1: Right. But at, I feel like life is, yeah, life is full of those moments. You're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, yeah. if I had the chance to choose between those two things again, I would have done it completely the other way. But you had your priorities straight back then. Yeah.
0: And also, I'm not sure I would have uh, switched it if I had to do over again. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. You I know, you. I was real into sharks. Uh, anyways, I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Drink pee, drink pee, my
1: friend. Oh no! <laughs> drink pee, drink pee again. I won't get on me crime. Nah, 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 nah. I won't get on me <laughs> Okay, so wow. shout out to Rando Dixon Art on the Discord for that Nirvana inspired, aka, uh, yeah, obviously Vaccine Police telling out here, drink your pee, man. Keep yourself safe.
0: The Discord is bringing it. Yes. Some fire AKs coming. I got to
1: just chip away at this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't look at the Discord. Just time. It's a time thing. I just feel like I would spend so much of my time in there. So my Twitter aka heads out here just roasting me instead of giving me that. uh, (laughs) just, Just being like, hey, remember that time you... We're extremely suspect as a six-year-old why don't we why don't we bring that up <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> an miles we're thrilled mm-hmm. to be joining our third seat by one of our favorite guests on tdz a poet hey. and podcaster who you can hear on the american hysteria podcast exploring the fantastical thinking irrational fears of americans throughout the years through the lens of moral panics urban legends conspiracy theories Please welcome the brilliant and talented Chelsea Weber Smith
2: Hey guys. Thanks for having me. And I would have chosen Jaws too.
0: Thank you. I think Mom. that was
2: an act of love.
0: Yeah. Jaws two, too. Right, you recognize yes. that it's not the original Jaws. It's just Jaws. 2. Yes. Okay. Yes. I do. I Which do. was at the time I thought a superior Jaws, uh, just because the shark was bigger, I think, and there were like some. At one point, the shark blows up a, uh, <laughs> a water skiing boat somehow. Yeah. So those were the things that I was into.
1: Yeah. Get that I mean, Spielberg heart. shit That's out what's of important. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I picked basketball over romance once. Uh, the Ooh. Valentine's Day dance in high school. My friend and I, we just ghosted our dates because Vince Carter was going to be in the slam dunk contest and we had to see that. <laughs>
0: that was the right choice. I don't yeah, care. I, really care. care <laughs> I don't care. That is <laughs> my, like, flashbulb memory. Like, for, like, my friends and I, I'm always curious. Like, where were you Oh yeah. the dunk contest when... Vince Carter did
1: that reverse windmill 360 and you know, everybody Denise was Lazzaro, like, oh. apologies, you know, yeah. for talking the homie and not going to the day, but it was, we knew it was going to be a whole event. So, and it was, so.
0: Well, shout out so. to Melissa, my cousin, Melissa, coolest person I know who uh, stayed home and babysat me <laughs> while I watched Jaws too. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Chelsea, what's new? What's good? How, how have you been?
2: Oof. You know, yesterday. I was just working in my office and I hear what I think was like a bird fight. And I'm very interested in the neighborhood birds right now because I don't have anything else to do. So grabbed my binoculars, I went outside and it was actually two tiny kittens. So now I'm taking care of two tiny kittens that are like Whoa. fucking four weeks old right now. And that's I was going to say like, that the whole day f- since then. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that bird fight is the British term for when dudes are like cat fight in America. Mm-hmm. They uh, say yeah. bird wait, fight. Wait, what's fight? a bird? Yep. What?
1: How did it? What's a bird fight sonically <laughs> yeah. like? That Just you're like, like bird fight, know. and then you're like, like, damn, it's kittens. All right.
2: <laughs> well, for example, like some sort of predatory bird and the crows. You got like, like it was like a very high pitched sound that almost sounds like a woodpecker, like that, like. And then, but it was yeah. just like the tiniest, loudest screams of these two perfect tiny kittens. So, oh. you know, what do you do? So now you adopted these know. kittens? I mean, I would say foster. I think my Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. Right. To... I'm like the, you know, I'm like the grumpy old husband that's like, well, we can't have these, you know, kittens. Yeah, right. And then later they'll be my babies.
1: Right. Attached right. to you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but we'll I've see seen it. those videos on TikTok before where it's like, yeah. the Grandpa yeah. didn't want a dog. And then it's like, That's now exactly they sleep together every day on the recliner. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's exactly. We've got to the
1: set an example here.
0: Otherwise, right. all these kittens are just going to be coming to our backyard getting in fights. Yeah. Pretending yeah, where, to be a Where fights. does it end? Yeah.
2: Where does it end?
0: Every once in a while, there will just speaking of bird fights and the crow example, you'll just see like a crow just bombing through the backyard with something horrifying in in its beak, and like a whole squadron of birds following it. That's mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty regular these days. Yeah, well, you know, they're taking over. Man, I Kids saw a these
2: crow. Fucking, I saw this crow was eating like chicken bones and as i walked by he picked up one of the chicken bones and laid it across the other in like a perfect x
0: yeah that's yeah. how they let that's you know that's
2: bad right that's yeah. not Those good birds are so smart, that's not a though. good thing i know yeah, crows i feel are like they super smart what they we're doing
1: can't they use tools like <laughs> there's there is a species of crow that they're like it yeah. can use tools yeah yeah, like, yeah. crows
2: they like drop crows use, nuts use us as onto tools. the highway right.
0: Yeah. yeah, they use yeah, yeah, us yeah, yeah. as tools. They're like, oh, these dumbasses always drive over this part. This so is... we're going to drop the nuts. Let them. My, be one, one of my crackers.
1: aunts in Japan, she used to feed these crows out her window all the time. And at first they'd always be loud or whatever. And then she was like, you know what? Like, let me just give them some, like, scraps when I'm cleaning up. And, like, they would come and eat. And one day she was, uh, like, frying something and, like, left her oil on. And it spilled over and it started, like, and she fell asleep in the other room. And, like, she had, like, an oil fire in her kitchen starting up. The crows flew into her house and started cawing, like, trying to wake her up. And, like, when she got up, she prevented her whole house from burning down because these crows came through with the fucking warning. That's...
0: Wow. Fucking bonkers,
1: Miles. That's wild. You, that man. should have been
0: the first story you, the first thing you ever said to me was the story you just told me <laughs> five years <laughs> into our friendship.
1: Yeah, sorry. I like look. I can't. I can't you give up it. all yeah. these gems off rip, <laughs> You know, you have a wow. few stowed away. Fucking that awesome. Thing yeah. yeah. Wow. I guess right. they're oil. Yeah,
0: yeah. These crows are. loyal. Chelsea, we're gonna get yep. to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're gonna talk about how. You know, something with voting rights, something the Democrats are serious this time. And, uh, you know,
1: that's something not enough votes. Yeah. I don't know. We'll talk about McConnell
0: versus Trump. Whoever wins, we lose. (laughs) We're going to talk about. (laughs) So Prince Andrew got dropped by the royal family, kind of lost all his ceremonial shits. And uh, I'm just making a pitch to the world right now. Somebody needs to get close to him. And be like, hey, you gotta tell your story. Let's start doing oh, a wow. documentary, Andrew, because Ooh, like yeah, Jinx I'll, style. I'll explain. Yeah, right. Jinx style. It's but wonderful. I think it would be a one of the great historical documents. Just watching this person who has never encountered reality before.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like if Christopher Guest did to, to make Made Grey Gardens or something. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just this Get odd in there look into something. Now. Yeah.
0: Uh, we might not even talk about that. That was basically my pitch right there.
1: Yeah. Christopher Guest, go.
0: <laughs> go, man. <laughs> I also just want to talk about there's new Havana syndrome cases. Uh-oh. I just want to check back in, see, Chelsea, if you have any updated thinking on Havana syndrome and sure. just talk about where I continue to be with that story. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Chelsea, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history?
2: All right. What do we got? So, uh, well, mine is Westboro Baptist Church. Bill O'Reilly and Coulter would be the one that came up okay. because our next episode is on the Westboro Baptist Church. So okay. we've just been nice. like, fucking, just steeped in it, you know, because we're trying to understand, not just throw things like, well, God's actually loving, but be like, all right, where, how did you guys get here? What's your thinking? What is your philosophy that allows you to do this? Because everybody's philosophy allows them to feel like they're doing something right. So Mm. we're just trying to understand their whole thing. And then also kind of tie that to outrage and outrage culture and how this is like one of those rare moments where the Westboro Baptist Church united us in our outrage, both the left and the right, by protesting funerals of AIDS victims and soldiers at the same time and kind of fusing them together. So we're like exploring all that. And then I kind of came across something interesting. And that was this conversation between Ann Coulter and Bill O'Reilly back in like 2010 when the Westboro, maybe you guys remember the Westboro Baptist Church was going through all this litigation because they protested this particular troop's funeral. And then they were sued by the family. And it became this like huge, huge, huge news story that year. And everybody was kind of paying attention to it. And uh eventually the family. So, yeah, the family sued them. It was overturned. They won. It was overturned, went to the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court upheld their right to protest outside of these funerals. Right. And everybody was super mad. And then the argument was free speech. So I was watching Ann Coulter. And Bill O'Reilly be very, very, very outraged at this offensive stuff and be calling for the Westboro Baptist Church to be silenced and that they had caused enough. What is it's a out tort of outrage is the law and it's intentional infliction of emotional abuse. So the conversation was, are the Westboro Baptist Church causing enough emotional abuse to no longer be protected? And so right. I just find I found it very interesting considering what I imagine are their opinions on other types of emotional right. abuse. Right. So it was just yeah. kind of funny. And and there was like this great moment at the end, you know, because Ann Coulter is such as, you know, she's just ugh, she's so yeah. awful. But also shit. she's got like that ability to be so snide that it's kind of funny. And at the end, and if she's being snide to Bill O'Reilly, it's this hard thing where I'm like, pulled back and forth between who I hate. <laughs> Right. But then she gives him, after she explains why Bill O'Reilly, she finds him to be correct that they shouldn't have been able to continue what they were doing. And then she says at the end, like, the law totally supports your position, Bill. And then he starts talking like, well, thank you. Thank you. And then she just goes, shockingly enough, and she gives this, like, <laughs> shitty little Damn. smile. And it's just so, roasted. this video is go. just, like, so interesting. So, yeah, that that's my, we're just, like... Deeped in this weird Calvinist cult thing. And And it's not exactly a cult. It's just such a crazy story. Like watching all of them on Howard Stern, right? Like they weren't just this church. They were pop cultural supervillain icons for a second. Like they were so much more than we remember, I think.
1: When did that Louis Thoreau documentary come out?
2: I would say what? Early 2010s. Early yeah okay 2020s, right 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 because that's yeah, when yeah, yeah.
1: like that was sort of my first glimpse into watching yeah. them sort of speak talk their shit and you're like whoa, yeah whoa, and
2: okay. be like a be in like a like watching them be a family is so odd too
1: yeah because right because they are just a family
0: essentially yeah, right and like, they're like they're it's all a lawyers church with and they're all like, 70 yeah, members it's just at not most.
2: yeah it's not this like very like you would almost think of it as like a uh what like a very puritanical, but they're like allowed to listen to music and wear whatever they want within reason. And like they're allowed to do all these things that you wouldn't expect. And it's like oddly normal. Like they go to public school and then during right. lunch, they leave public school where they actually do have people that are their like friends. And then they just stand outside the school with, you know, sign like all these awful signs. And then, then they the bell rings and you're like,
1: all right, mom, I yeah. got to go back to class. It's, a, it's exactly yeah.
2: that. Yeah. yeah. And so right. it's just this bizarre, like really trying to get past just like the outrage of it and, and get like, I mean, that's what our show does. And just like dig through the, the mi- minutiae of all of yeah. it. And it's been really, really interesting and in how, you know, they were used by people like Jerry Falwell to be like, well, they're the real bad people. While Jerry Falwell is actually causing the harm, but not right. saying it in a mean way, right? But doing mm-hmm. but the same means and ends.
0: They figured out, like, how to, you know, control a big portion of the discourse with just a handful of people and, like, some well-placed yep. lawsuits. Like, they were the original shit posters, just they're, you know, completely devoid of any kind of coherent ideological content. They were just... Doing shit to anger the mainstream media and get get coverage, basically.
2: They did, they were good at it.
0: They had a yeah. belief though, Jack.
2: I mean, we we also they took the bait, it. man. You know, it's wild. So
0: right, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. strange
2: thing. You know, to let seventy people be so powerful, yeah. it's wild. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. Right now, we're letting uh, let like forty fifty of them be very powerful in the Senate. So yeah, <laughs> what is something you I think are. is overrated?
2: Um, I kind of struggled with this one, but I feel like going and doing stuff is mine because I found that I'm much more of a like through this whole pandemic thing, I found that I'm much more a uh, of a loner than I thought. And that's why I'm talking about bird drama in the neighborhood. You know, I like <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like I just go on these like there was that tweet in the beginning of the pandemic that was like nobody could do anything. So it was like, I guess I'll just go on another shitty little walk. And it was right. just like, yeah, that just never ended for me. And you know, I know the local, uh, there's two eagles that hang out and on our football field and they kill seagulls on the football field. It's very American. What? And I'm like walking by and they yeah, and their names and I looked it up and their names are Jay and Bay. That's what they were named by whomever names like local bird like the local bird, whatever society community so they like track these eagles so like i knew that the eagle went and had like special eagle surgery and the eagle was fine and yeah their names are jay and bay and uh you know we got a squirrel that we give some nuts to it snowed recently we made sure we took care of the hummingbirds i don't know i was never like an animal person that much before and now i just like so much
1: simpler. Yeah. Well, so, animals yeah. don't have political takes, so it makes it a lot easier to. It's care really feminine.
2: not. Well, well, yeah. Not always, except for that <laughs> eagle.
1: Jay. Yeah. Who's named after. I Joel was going to say that was uh,
2: It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty glaring. The metaphor that they.
0: Present. So they the eagles got like interventional surgery to protect and improve their health, and then they used that to murder a seagull. Um,
2: I mean, I guess, you they're know, they're doing their thing. They do right. their thing. You know? But, but what? Not did anybody once, try and do, do emergency
0: that. surgery on the seagulls or were just because, uh, because we're, the eagles the are. Throwaway. I, yeah. Got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're the jabronis. Right. The bird. Yeah, science has officially (laughs)
0: recently uh, (laughs) defined, designated uh, seagulls as jabronis. A jabroni Mm -hmm. species. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Species of jabroni, actually, is not a bird. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: -hmm. I I always see those takes about, like, a lot of people being like, you know, the weirdest thing about pandemic or the thing that I've learned to do is to say no to things I don't want to do anymore. I mean, yeah, period. Yeah. Like, that's been... Man, the amount of like socially, like social pressure that'd be like, yeah, I guess I gotta go do this thing. or I guess I gotta go meet up here. Now I'm like, purely like, nah, you know, like for me, just for like, my, my own, you know, sanctity and, and safety and sanity, I will, I just need to be chill by myself for a little bit. Yeah.
2: And I think we have more empathy for people canceling now on us.
1: Yeah. We're right. like, Oh, yeah. That's I'm always cool. like, yeah, no, no worries, no worries, no worries. No, I was no, tight, 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 tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, all good, all good, good. Be chill, be chill.
2: But, but that's beautiful because that was a very stressful thing in life—the codependent thing of needing to do whatever you said you'd right. do—and now uh, everybody has finally admitted how much we like to be able to cancel. Now
1: I'm gonna look after myself and my needs. Yeah, huh? I'm not
2: gonna. I'm also not gonna lie to you and say I want to be here. <laughs> like I'm gonna <laughs> be honest when I want to be there. And
0: yeah. Be- no, you know, I will continue to be lying. But yeah, I have definitely, uh, I will stay lying and maybe pick it up a little bit. But definitely <laughs> the the whole thing about avoiding situations where, yeah, I like I was talking to my therapist about like, I, I think my social anxiety is getting better. And then I was like, wait, no, I just haven't been in situations <laughs> with right. people who make me feel social anxiety for a, a couple months. Anyways, uh, what is something you think is underrated?
2: <laughs> this one's for miles and that is i'm getting back into tech deck oh tech deck yes. is severely underrated and kind of disappeared except for in like weird pockets of youtube so i've been like trying to brush up got this sick deck and eh, my room's too dark i'm in like a terrifying okay. room, room for them <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know that's I don't have like a lot to say about it. It's except that it's uh, if you're a fidgety type, it's a really nice way to. And I, you know, I love doing little things where I can slowly improve, and it's just simple, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I can mm. slowly learn new things, and it's not, you know. So that's another thing I do because I don't hang out with other people. <laughs> so I'm oh, love a reverting to two thousand one. Our
0: mini finger skateboards.
2: Yes, sorry, sorry. I always found
0: confusing because my brain just immediately. Like, turns that into some form of technology that I don't know about. But, it's oh, no, no, uh...
2: no, we're going back in time here.
1: You ever get it? Did you ever, uh, you ever mess with a tech deck, Jack?
0: No, yeah. no, I got, I was too heavy once. into pogs straight through to, mm, you know, modern it. day.
1: But, yeah, the one time tech tech. I landed like a real solid trick on a tech deck, luckily a camera was rolling and I've, I'll never, like, I, I only have one thing like only one piece of footie for my skate tape uh but it's sick dude it's a nollie you field, still have like, it flip. Yeah, yeah i can find it it's on my instagram and i i All think right, i right. said it to fuck with me you know i got it by jay-z okay. teaching rick ross perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> now that <laughs> so, was
0: the first thing that he told me about when i when i met him was yeah that tech deck
1: trick and you're like landed that oh one what you're like dude a nollie kick flip on a tech deck <laughs> what
2: Yeah, I feel like it's coming back, man, because it's like we got this early 2000s plague coming back of all kinds of shit. And uh, I don't know. I think it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We'll see. We'll see. Jackass is coming back. Now's the time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: And we're back, and we're, we'll be linking off to this Instagram. But Miles Wild shared footy. the Nolly kickflip with us. And <laughs> it was like was... a nollie is...
1: quadruple kickflip. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, people can check the rotations. I don't It's ridiculous.
0: The editing <laughs> is amazing. It's interesting to see Miles as like a, you know, young social media influencer doing yeah, the doing That's the when I worked flip.
1: for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got the the YouTube energy is strong in you. Oh yeah, and the office too was so YouTubey down there in Marina Del Rey. Baby,
0: oh, is that the <laughs> Marina Del Rey one? No, Where? so we, it
1: was like an official Daily Show with YouTube, but the, our office was like across the street from the space right down there.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's start talking some news. Oof. The something with voting rights, like. Biden's pissed. Biden's going to yeah. do something about those voting rights. There's even been mention of the of filibuster reform to pass some voting rights stuff. But what what's the latest, Miles? I mean, Feel it's the
1: same, same thing, right? Fucking the Democrats are just watching another agenda item go before their eyes. Um, and this time it was, you know, it's about voting rights. They're like, all right, fuck the build back better shit. Okay, let's try something else. Maybe people can get behind voting rights. Maybe we can get one or two Republicans. No. Uh, so on Thursday, the House passed their voting rights package, which is like, you know, more early vote days, all all mail in everything, making election day a holiday, same day voter registration, that stuff, like also the John Lewis Act, which is sort of about making sure the DOJ had time to review uh, like certain proposals to like maps and things like that from states before they were implemented. So, you know, but this has followed the pattern of every single thing we've seen with this current Senate, which is it'll pass the House and then it goes to the Senate where fucking Gandalf is up in there because it shall not pass. That's just (laughs) the vibes in there. And there's no movement on filibuster reform either. We've Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. They've made it clear they don't want to reform shit, not even to like help their party maintain power.
0: <laughs> right. OK,
1: so, you know, there are, there are headlines like you're saying, like Biden will huddle with the Senate Dems or Biden to make case for voting rights. But I'm really failing to see how this passes the Senate. It's not like any of the Republicans are going to join in on this or into the concept of fairness. But the way the I guess like the way they're hoping to do something, as I've heard it described, I think Elizabeth Warren was like, it's like flying a plane and then building a landing gear mid flight, hoping you can land it by the time it you uh, it's time to land it. And I think that what they're going to do is bring it. They're hoping to start a debate within the Senate, have, you know, have Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema hear just how much Republicans are against making it easier for people to vote and then hope that then they'll come back around and be like, yeah, I I like, like, let's, let's reform the rules because I've seen enough now. Right. It's it's very, a lot of like Senate mechanics, but essentially it's a, what we're looking at is somewhat of a Hail Mary pass or a Hail Satan pass. Right.
0: It's like doing what Elizabeth Warren said. If you had done that like three previous times and every single time it crashed into the same spot in the mountain and you were like, well, how about this idea? it's like, you just described the thing that you have done over and over again that has failed every single time. Yeah.
1: It's more like Laura Lee in Yellow Jacket (laughs) taking off in a plane. (laughs) Wait a second. No spoilers. (laughs) No, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying. That's, anyway, we've got a lot of plane energy flying around the zeitgeist (laughs) at the moment. And it all seems to be very similar.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all these things sound great. They seem like they should be transparently... Good, fair things that the mainstream media would be able to like get people behind. I don't even know how you like
1: argue against giving people a day off to vote. Well, some some people say like, well, you know, like in you know, in my state we have we have more early voting days than even like blue states. So I don't. This is all just a bunch of panic stuff, and it's not about fairness. It's about power. And but, on a certain level, yeah, it is because I think the Democrats it's like. Yeah, if everyone votes like and they're not being like fucked over at the poll or prevented, chances are we we look decent in a lot of elections. But yeah, this is this is just the gridlock that we're experiencing as we watch, you know, leadership completely not fit for the task of just you know maintaining voting rights. Mm -hmm.
2: And sort of the fruits of the labor of conspiracy theories, I would say, where you can kind of put all of this under like lack of election integrity. Right? You can spread the Mm -hmm. same panic about. The It's just like they just laid this really fucking scary groundwork for this kind of stuff. And I think it works on so many levels.
1: Yeah.
0: Of oh, them <sighs> being like, oh, oh, right, because everybody thought the last Right, you was can stolen, just kind of like put so anything like, under yeah. an
2: umbrella of right. fraud, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Voter fraud, voter fraud. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about Mitch McConnell versus Donald Trump. Because that, <laughs> I mean, they're not seeing eye to eye on stuff such yeah. as voter fraud. Mitch McConnell has allowed that uh, we had an election in 2020 where the votes were counted. And, And that is, I guess, like probably the core kind of difference between or where the kind of rift started between the two of them.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, just in general, right. Like Mitch McConnell has had his grip on Senate Republicans for a while. And it's something that gives his whole life meaning. Like, you know, Trump had an agenda, but Mitch McConnell also had his like, you know, conservative fantasy agenda too, getting all those judges confirmed. He did a lot of work, like with his view of like, this is how I want to fuck the country up. And I'm yeah, sure. It'll help Trump on some level. But this is what I, Mitch McConnell, am looking at doing. And, you know, I think with McConnell being on the Hill for a long time, he didn't like, you know, when Trump would bark orders at him, he was like, yeah, maybe like it was never always like, yes, sir. Like there was never this like fealty, you know, that you never sense that it would be like he would they would fall in line on certain things. Other times they would be at odds. And I think that's where you'd see some conflict. Because I think, you know, now as you look at what's happening as as it relates to 2024, Trump is clearly frothing at the mouth for another stab at this thing that, you know, as the momentum begins to build for Trump, we're seeing like his little attack dogs come out and try and, you know, destabilize sort of what's happening. Because again, this is a cult, right? So Lindsey Graham has come out. To just begin questioning you know where what's mitch mcconnell's deal like where who's he who's he for really and can we support this guy if he doesn't support trump i'll just let you hear it you know his his moment on hannity of senator mcconnell um
0: people know how i feel how do you feel about it yeah. well elections are about the
2: future if you want to be a republican leader uh in the house or the senate you have to have a working relationship with President Donald Trump. He's the most consequential Republican since Ronald Reagan. It's his nomination if he wants it, and I think he'll get reelected in 2024. I like Senator McConnell. He worked well with President Trump to get a bunch of judges, including three three Supreme Court justices, on the bench. They got the tax cuts passed working together. But here's the question: Can Senator McConnell effectively work? with the leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, I'm not going to vote for anybody that can't have a working relationship with President Trump to be a team to come up with an American first agenda
1: to show the difference. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. We've heard enough. So essentially what he's saying is he's he's trying to say, Mitch, your position as Senate leader, minority leader is at stake. That's that's the risk here. If you don't throat the Trump boot I don't know if I can vote you. I don't know where the votes are going to come from, you know, to, to, to keep you as leader. Um, and, Wh- yeah.
0: When is that vote happening?
1: That for... would happen after the midterms. Got it. Like, and... the, the, Yeah. So that's why, they're, you know, depending on where certain election results fall, you'll have votes on leadership again, and they'll take that into the next session. So yeah. I think that's his whole thing is just sort of it's all this, you know, posturing about, again, it's because Mitch McConnell on certain parts, he will he will. You know, maintain his own sense of reality that will run counter to the MAGA version, and I think that's what we see is like the purge happen when you speak out of turn or you acknowledge the results of the election. Yeah, for it's what just cold shit. Who would be the new speaker? Right, Lindsey Graham. Got it. I mean, think okay, about it. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? You're not gonna go that out there and be like, I don't know, because <laughs> who's gonna? I mean, he's been uh, maybe Ted Cruz, which would be so hilarious to me, but. All of the people who are like very loyal to Donald Trump, there's I mean, yeah, it it could be any one of them. But it seems like Lindsey Graham may have an eye on that position. But I think at the end of the day, it'll be interesting to see what happens because Senate Republicans mostly follow Mitch McConnell more than they do Trump. They're not as like outwardly MAGA as their counterparts in the House. So that's why, like, there's this little bit of a power struggle or, you know, whatever it's ended up being. But stay tuned. I do
0: believe everything he said. I think Trump's going to get elected. I think he's the most consequential Republican Mm -hmm. since Ronald Reagan. I think that probably like anybody who tries to stand his way at this point, you know, even though McConnell was somewhat successful at like providing some friction before, I think anybody who tries to stand his way at this point is going to get fucking swept away
1: you never know maybe we get like a space cowboys thing where it's like the old old dudes for one last one they're like let's let's go against them and maybe we get smashed out but let's try it because we also have egos too
0: we also got to figure out who who trump's vice president is going to be because or vice presidential candidate i guess i shouldn't fully award him the win he's definitely gonna have the nomination but like You know, he's going to be running against Mike Pence. There was a really funny Wall Street Journal article (laughs) yesterday that was like, it's Pence's nomination to lose. But you'll notice if you read that article that the person who's making that claim doing it anonymously. (laughs) Nobody's nobody's willing to say that shit with their chest. And it was also like sourced to a friend of Pence. So. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, And his former staffers, they've been probably some of the more cooperative people from the administration for the January 6th commission. So I don't know if. Well, yeah, because that's his only
0: path is if Trump is like in prison, basically, for that's his only. path. And that's what I'm saying, like,
1: because I don't I don't think every single Republican is just like giving up on their own, their own, you know, visions and fantasies of being powerful. You know what I mean? I'm sure a lot of people like, man, fucking Trump for real. Like, oh, fucking this guy's. I could do way better than him, yeah. and I'm curious. And I, you, I, I can't imagine that you won't see some version of that now. Whether they're or not they're successful, I mean, that's a completely different question. But I don't. I won't discount people's pursuit of power to not end up bringing them into conflict with Trump, even if they're Republicans.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, and really briefly, we have an update to the story we had talked about yesterday. That Prince Andrew's case is he will face trial in manhattan for sexually assaulting a child so after that the royal family stripped him of all his i don't know military titles i guess and royal charities yeah a stinging rebuke by the british royal family according to the new york times but the palace said that andrew will continue will continue not to undertake any Mm -hmm. public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen so they are. He's he's basically. They're like have Adam, which is pretty wild. But you know, yeah. we, like this is. Let like I said yesterday, this is a like this person might as well be. You know who who's the is it Phineas Gage the guy who like got the bar through part of his brain and like scientists. Yeah, I think loves, that's him. Yeah, they loved studying. He changed
2: him. like completely, didn't he? Like Yeah, he changed
0: his personality, personality changed because yeah. a bar went through a certain part of his brain and they were able to like understand things about how the brain operates. I think Prince Andrew is like a societal cultural version of that, in that like he might as well be a like lab experiment who was like raised in a world of people who have never told him the truth or told him like to shut the fuck up. He's never like experienced reality in his entire life. And now they're going to be these like sunbeams breaking into uh, this world that he's existed in. Somebody needs to get this shit on camera. Yeah. We were
2: talking about how it it should be like a jinx style interview show just to watch sort of the crumbling happen. And uh, my family, my granny, And you can tell, but because I said granny and my mom, both born in England, my granny is like in her late 80s. So she's like all for the queen. It's like Mm. loves the royal family. So it's just been interesting to like watch her have to react to
1: all because it's like so
2: much shit. You know, what'd you say? Right.
1: I said, is this your prince? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know, and she's mad at Harry and Meghan, you know, and she's it's just like. Of course, you know, and, and it's it's very uh, it's just very interesting to come from a family. Like when I was growing up and Diana died, I had not heard much if like Diana wasn't a positive person to us, you know, because she was talking shit on Charles. So it's just this insane mm-hmm. drama that is so fucking bizarre. Team, and it's,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mom and gran or oh. team Windsor all the way, huh?
2: Well, no, my mom's not. My mom was okay. raised here and knows it's all pretty ridiculous. Right, right, right. But, okay. you know, we Got all. You. We she's the matriarch, so we don't talk too much shit. But um, (laughs) she uh, yeah, no, she's just very, very loyal. There's like a strange loyalty that is like beyond our politics because it's not so charged. It's just this like this very steadfast loyalty that older people have to the crown, and it's just, it's just like it's not religious. It's just like this comforting. a vibe,
1: the whole a whole ass vibe. vibe. As I would yeah. say they're basically yeah, it's the a very Puka expensive vibe.
2: <laughs> <of>
0: governance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah, we got to get some cameras in there and just fuck this. Yeah, shit, just, finally,
0: like so they turned on him. Somebody needs to go in and be like, I can't believe, yo, that. you yeah. need to tell your side of the story because nobody else is going to if you don't. And I mean, like they're so perfect. Yeah, and then just perfect. like pause, like, like they're so see? perfect. Like, think about what's going to happen to you now that you no longer have their protection. Like, what would happen if they didn't
1: have that protection? Andy, I can call you Andy, right? <laughs> Look, man, we all have friction with our moms. You know, I'll tell you a story about my mom, man. I remember one time she threw my PlayStation out the window because I was playing too much Final Fantasy VII and not focusing on my studies. Broke Play... my Play what? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I was playing with the bones of child slaves of Africa, but uh, fashioned yes, into a uh, chess set. Right. Yes, yes, ah, yes. A P.S. A PlayStation, <laughs> but like Correct. being like, you know, I mean, like, uh, what does your? I mean, does your mom ever get under your skin? He's like, oh, mother. <laughs> you're like, go, go, get your roll roll roll, <laughs> roll, 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 roll. I can also see Elizabeth doing like the, you know, uh, Jessica Walter from Arrested Development, being like, I don't care for Andrew much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, and. I mean, the stories you
0: hear of, I think this would be true of, like, Prince Charles as well, if he, like, just got left out of the family. If, like, one day, suddenly, they were just like, and you're no longer the prince. What's up? How's it going? How are you feeling about that? Like, the stories about him that you hear that, like, the -the off-the-record stories are truly incredible about Prince Charles, like, thinking... Just that he's, like, one of the smartest people on the planet and, like, everyone's, like, and he, like, can't, like, really put two sentences together in a very coherent way. But, like, he is very uh, confident (laughs) in everything about himself and his worldview. So, yeah, I just, like, I think it would be important to history, to the humanities, to how we understand you know, privilege and celebrity and all that shit. If we could just yeah. get in there,
1: especially yeah. like mm-hmm. even if it's completely disconnected from the reality as we see it, like just to purely hear this person articulate their perspective, worldview, and philosophically how they've been moving through life, and you'll be like, yeah, yeah exactly. Another point, and then leave a this hot mic on them. Right. I just watched the yeah. jinx again.
2: Just leave a hot mic on them, and right. Right. oh yeah, let the you camera roll about
1: production. Hey, man, where are all these necklaces?
2: You know, he's one of those people that stands in a room where there's when there's nobody there and just kind of like shuts down and stares forward and like the clock hands spin behind him. And he just doesn't do anything until somebody comes in and he just reanimates
0: a lot of footage of that. Yeah. Yeah, we saw what he thought was a good excuse. And it was the type of excuse that like my kids come up with on the spot when I'm like when I come in and they've broken something. Like right. oh it couldn't have been me because I don't have arms and then they hold their arms behind their back or some shit like that's that was basically just like couldn't be me because I can't sweat right that that <laughs> so he provided documents I was in about the, that or the Falkland Wars uh, great soldier so, though great soldier yeah. all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back. And we're back. And the, you know, just steady drumbeat Havana syndrome story, Havana syndrome cases in Paris and Geneva. Secretary of State Lincoln is like, we just can't figure this dang thing out. Probably and start a
1: war, huh? What do you guys think, huh? That
0: anybody? Just, solve this? That, just, just, no? Float a I'm weather not. balloon. See what, see what
1: people think. They didn't go for that one either.
0: Still, best explanation. I've heard read is in that New York Times Magazine article that basically just like laid it out. They were like, here are the people with expertise on these sorts of situations. They all think it's a functional disorder. Here's what a functional disorder is. They wouldn't know that they are experiencing a functional disorder. They would assume that it like just kind of laid it out in a very straightforward way. But yeah, I think it's very, you know, this reminds me a lot of COVID at this point in the sense that, like, the people with medical and, you know, scientific expertise on the subject matter told us what it was. Like, that article, that New York Times Magazine article is from 2019, Mm -hmm. and, like, early 2019. People told us what it was. They told us how to address it, how to fight it. But, like, that's been rejected as uh, too boring. And so people are just sticking with it. Yeah.
1: I mean... It's, I think, exactly like uh, COVID. We're looking at uh, situations where uh, to solve it, it means going against all your capitalist urges. Right. (laughs) You know, like to solve COVID means like you got to fucking start giving money out to people. You got to start giving relief to find a way to get a hold of this thing rather than being like, I don't know, man, make people work. And if they have COVID, they can come in after like two days. I don't give a shit. Like, let's just keep we'll just burn this whole thing out. And. Just like with this, it seems more of a, yeah, like, we're trying to sort of orient this story as justification for, like, aggression uh, towards some other country. Like And, like, look, I mean, they've been Havana syndrom- syndroming the shit out of us. And it right. doesn't seem that people aren't as interested in, like, violent conflict anymore. I think more people are like, how about, like, fucking equity? Some yeah. like an equitable situation here.
2: Oh, man, I don't know a ton about this. Like, what's going yeah. on with this? Because there are certain stories that because of the job that I do, I just am like, I can't handle that right now because it's right. too much of what I do. So, yeah, I'm right. like scrolling through some of this stuff. But, yeah, I'm kind of like not knowing enough about what's going on with this. I feel like I'm doing a bad job of uh, of my own job here. But
0: no, we used do you know to what Havana like- syndrome is.
2: Yeah, I do know do what know? Havana syndrome is. I'm not sure. sure what's happening like currently right at this moment.
0: Sure. So, I mean, I think it's all part of the same thing, which like a functional disorder is basically a stressful event or, mm-hmm. you know, illness or even injury leads to a certain like pathway getting locked in neurologically into the brain and mm-hmm. it takes on sort of a life of its own that's more of a neurological disorder than it is. It's not being caused by anything physical, essentially. Right. And, so, the reason that most people who are familiar with functional disorders are think that, and it, it has a lot to do, like, the current understanding of functional disorders has a lot to do with, like, the mass hysterias right. throughout history. And, like, yeah. the things where okay. people, would, where an illness would spread even though there was no physical cause. Right, you know, right, like.
2: right, right. Yeah, and I mean, so, placebo is so powerful.
0: Man, yeah. And it's like... It's,
2: It is. So that's why so many uh, things work like medically work is because if you know that when you have a placebo, it's like it it just it is a real thing. And that's obviously what is when you're having like a mass hysteria, you're just I don't know. I mean, we don't know what the cause of it is, but even in Seattle, there's this crazy story that is so ridiculous. And it's that people started noticing chips on their windshield, like rock chips. And then so many people started noticing it, that it became this question of like, what is happening to our windshields? Mm. And so many people were finding these chips out of their window. And and it just turned out that it was just that people were now looking harder at their windshields. Right. And so they were seeing these things. And I think that that's like a crude example, but it's like right. the way we can just manifest symptoms. It's not at all abnormal. I mean, we do we all did it in middle, you know, elementary school, and middle school. There's just like these these things that spread like there's like the story of the kids who couldn't stop dancing. Right. One of them is right. dancing. And that's, that's like throughout time, like throughout yeah. history is. Yeah. Just like this inability to stop dancing. And it's just really it's really, really, really weird.
0: Yeah, I saw, I highly see I think yeah. you would really enjoy this New York Magazine I'm article. Gonna, I'm going to I'm
2: going to dive in. Yeah. I'm it in goes into in. the history, right like now.
0: the history of this and how like it was very popular in the, you know, 19th century, but then yeah, I think then it was called hysteria and it was tied up into all sorts of sure. like, you know, sexual course, yeah, politics yeah. and and then Freudian theory came through and, like, kind of... Yeah, yeah totally. But now it's it really seems like it's... They, they do kind of understand it a little bit better now, and it's not that much of a mystery, and they know how to cure it if the person is just willing to address it as a functional disorder and that it has, like, a neurological basis. But the thing, like, the reason that I think this is kind of pretty obviously or not obviously but my assumption is that this is the explanation is that these neurologists are saying the these people like even it, so it starts with different things sometimes people hear a weird sound sometimes people just like suddenly feel very dizzy you know it's always a different sort of uh, mysterious physical attack mm-hmm. that the government is trying to blame on like a foreign spy agency but they're saying yeah, even if okay. that happened or even if like they got hit with a like bag of bricks in the head, like those that a physical injury to the brain heals after a certain amount of time. And like these like functional disorders tend to linger and sometimes get worse and like get because they are like, you know, addiction and, you know, other sort of neurological disorders there, they have to do with like pathways getting locked in in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's probably pretty controversial because there are a lot of people who suffer from chronic pain and chronic, you know, diseases that are probably told that they're not their suffering isn't real. And like, I have absolutely no insight or knowledge about any of those disorders i just think this one in particular they have like looked at it from every angle and the causes like the idea of it being a physical attack doesn't make sense like scientifically mm-hmm. they can't explain it and then totally. there is this very good neurological explanation so
2: it sounds like in a really weird way do you guys know anything about like the dialof pass story like the stranded Russian hikers in the 50s because there's like one theory that I think is really interesting but then it's been you know just disputed and whatever but it's about infrasound and it's like that certain like vortexes that can form in like mountains can actually cause this particular you know this particular sound that you don't perceive and it can cause like panic attacks and it can cause all kinds of physical somatic symptoms and can actually make you kind of go a little bit nuts and it just like probably isn't that but there's just so many things we don't understand too about the ways we're affected by things and it's just right yeah it's really strange but i've always found that explanations
0: of or i've read theories that like a lot of hauntings throughout history are caused Mm -hmm. by infrasound and like the way Mm -hmm. that it affects our perception and like if you pass through a beam of, like, this infrasound, which isn't something usually that you can hear, but it's something that, like, affects how, like, everything seems to you, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah, to your point, like, I mean, the news media, like, the this and COVID have both, like, just made me feel really, like, I don't know. It, like, the... News media is not served by orderly communication of a clear explanation. No. In the case of the Havana syndrome, I think there's probably a steady pulse of energy coming from the military-industrial complex, like to kind of keep this in the back of mm-hmm. the the news cycle. But I I also think that the media is just so served by continuing to put out versions of the story that aren't true even when there is a pretty obvious explanation
1: to just and you know covid's probably the best example
0: of that that we have but yeah it's a bummer yeah big bummer
1: but i think one thing that i think is a slight positive is that i feel like you know as i think we kind of suspect it seems to be really aggressively being pushed by like the American like the Department of Defense or Secretary mm-hmm. of State of being like this is like a whole this is like an international conflict that's happening mm-hmm. and it's not quite getting that sort of traction to start being like well we need to figure this out who's responsible we need to We know we need sanctions or things like that it's not quite getting there and maybe it will but at the moment it doesn't seem compelling enough because i think most people are like what yeah I yeah i don't think that that i don't think for most
0: story i don't think we're through with this story unfortunately
1: like Yeah, I mean, right. Because it's still there. Like, we're still getting updates. And, yeah, though, eventually, I think push will come to shove and we'll have to see a real, uh, I guess, debate around it or just what the, you know, Pentagon says is happening and what has to be done. Yeah. So,
0: I don't know. We'll see. Well, Chelsea, as always, such a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Thank you so
2: much. I appreciate it. It's always great.
0: Where can people find you and follow you? Uh
2: Well, podcast is American Hysteria. You can get it probably anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then I am at Chelsea Weber Smith on Instagram. And then the show is at Mayor Hysteria on Twitter and at American Hysteria podcast on Instagram.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying besides uh, Miles' gonna... Instagram video of him nailing that? Yeah, that was, was <laughs> sick. Got not ready.
2: Um, okay, so I'm bringing it back to around to the beginning here, and I'm gonna go ahead and use Anne Coulter's tweet. Um, and it's a, it's an article about Trump and DeSantis, and it says "Mean Girl attacks someone prettier," and I enjoyed that. <laughs> 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 it's just a picture of Trump's like smug ass, stupid ass face, you know, like smiling like a in that Muppet yeah. way he does, and yeah, mm-hmm. it just, uh, it was just, uh. It was fun for me, even though I hate Ann
0: Coulter too. It is uh what what she, she got a zinger
2: to? in there, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, That's why kinda... I found this tweet is cause it was like I found this video from twenty ten during her like peak relevance and then I was like, What the what's she up to? And she's just talking shit as usual.
0: Yeah. It does like it did seem like at a certain point. She was like, all right, well, like, I can't go along with this. Like, this guy's clearly a dangerous idiot. And I know. Which she is was one of the few surprising. people who yeah. just kept, who stuck to that and just was like, all right, I guess I'm going to disappear from public then. I, I'm yeah. giving her a, a huge helping of the benefit of the doubt that she has in no way earned. Yeah, so. we're
2: being real nice. Yeah. <laughs> I should not have read her tweet, but I did.
0: <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Uh, I, got, I got two tweets. Uh, the first tweet is from Anthony Oliveira at uh, Mia Koopa tweeted, at least a Beanie Baby was something, you know, mm. <laughs> sure if I feel that, you know, in the era of people paying so much That's money good. for, you know, these NFTs, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, at least it was something. You know, you could look at, shout out to Ty. Anyway, um, and another one, this is just great, uh, great. I love a bit of video editing. Uh, this is from Manny, at uh, Manny Fidel uh, said, this is from an, an interview from the Today Show that Kamala Harris did uh, with Craig Melvin, where he's asking about like the COVID strategy. And uh, Manny tweets, this answer from Kamala on whether we should change COVID strategy sounds like me in the 10th grade trying to bullshit my way through a class presentation. And, but here's the thing. It's juxtaposed later on where he's the <laughs> Mandy's saying, I knew it sounded familiar, so let me just play this cut. It's gonna be a side-by-side with her answer of like, don't you think we should change course and her fumbling, alongside what this is evoking for the tweeter.
0: It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day.
1: Uh if it is to be said, so it be so it is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Oh man. If it is to be
1: said, so it is. (laughs) So it is. And yeah, what it is to be doing, we are as such every day adjusting the course. That is wild. Art imitating life or life imitating art? We don't know.
0: It always feels like her videos like slowed down a little bit. Or maybe that's just lately. I don't know. Her video seemed slower to
1: me. It's because you said been all that lean. Jack yeah. I'm watching Wait, now Twitter you now. seem slower, too. Yeah. What's it's happening? Like everything's chopped and screwed now.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. And a tweet I've been enjoying on the subject of the Royals. Pixelated boat tweeted, the way Wikipedia describes your children, if you're the queen, is disgusting. And it's just a thing that says issue. <laughs> they call it. They call their kids issues, which is gross. Feel yeah. like, and then this issued from her. You ever think about that? You ever seen that? No.
2: <laughs> feel like Prince William should cut his hair. That's my last important thing to wow. say. Buzz it on the oh. side. Buzz it on the side. He's gonna look better.
0: Oh, I, I haven't okay. seen him in a while. But yeah, well, I, I agree with that take. Go look. He's trying to grow it out. <laughs>
2: See if I'm wrong. Yeah. And
0: then uh, a tweet I've been enjoying is from at Nasty Woman tweeted, The feeling of forwarding an email you have been accused of not sending is probably the same as winning a duel. <laughs> it's nothing is more satisfying. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, Daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy and Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today?
1: Oh, This is going to be a track from Bayuca, B-A-I-U-C-A and it's called Mangueiro uh, M-A-G-U-E-I-R-O uh, and it's like kind of like a dancey tune but it's got a, like some interesting like chant sample like over it and I kind of fuck with it. It sort of starts off you know, I don't know. I just, I just like the vocal sample on it along with the beat. And if you like, you know, uh, South American vibes, you'll dig this track too. So this is Manguero by
0: Bayuca. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this, uh, Friday. We're going to be back on Tuesday. We are yeah. off for MLK day on Monday, but until then, the Daily I is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit... The iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And we'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Have a great long weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.